Hello and welcome to the Week 7 Review of uh, Fantasy Football here on Punt the QB Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Rick Navalani and with me is Tim Singer. Uh, Rick Navalani here at Rick Punt the QB. Tim? I'm Tim at Punt QB FF on Twitter. Always look for, look forward to the feedback. Tim, let me throw this out to you before we even get started. Um, what are you asking for if you get, if Mike Evans just hands you a, a very... Prize, prize possession of Tom Brady's 600 touchdown pass. What are you asking for? Uh, I mean, I think you ask for the moon and settle for the stars. I, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, like, this guy got, what, um, he got $1,000. He got a Bitcoin, which is already, you know, huge. $63,000. Yeah. And, and $1,000 for the Tampa Bay shop. Yeah, yeah. He got uh, a um, season and a half of uh, he got the rest tickets. of this season and next season season tickets. Uh, he did pretty well himself got, for himself. He got Mike Evans' game-worn shoes. He got wow. a signed jersey from Mike Evans. He got two jerseys signed by Tom Brady and a Brady helmet. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. He wouldn't have got any of that if he would have just thrown it on eBay or if the eBay is still a thing. Well, I don't know. I, see, that's where Walker was talking about it on uh, from Bears and Beers. He was talking about it on Twitter. And we were going back and forth, and he had said that that, that they're estimating the value would be like five to six hundred thousand dollars. And I but just it think wasn't even the record; it was just six hundred. It was yeah, it's it's just an estimation. I also feel like um, the one thing that I put on there was like, and I actually told him I was uh, on Twitter. I said, "There's no way they let him walk out of that stadium with that football." One no, way or another, yeah, no, he was For going his own to get safety. Yes. It's a good thing he gave it back. Yes, but I mean, like the the organization was not security was not going to let him leave. Without getting oh, I, I thought you meant the fans. No, I was I think, saying security. Yeah. I was saying that the organization was not going to let him leave without getting something. Yeah, you know, or at least holding the ball, even if it was like but, we'll, I mean, we'll put ownership down on it and we're going to hold it for you until we figure <laughs> this out. I honest, I I don't know. I was telling Jeff, I was like, you know, you just, I guess, it, really, it's just like I understand that you you want to get your payday, but at, at the same time, it's like you're there to be a fan. Just be a good fan, like. Obviously, I'm not saying just take whatever they give you, but I mean, like, hey, come on, throw in a little bit extra. I think maybe I would have taken exactly what they gave me, except I would have been like, hey, you know those season tickets? I want to be able to get down on the field. I, I would have been happier with the Bitcoin. Are you kidding me? I would say, but I, I mean, take like, all that stuff, take yeah. all the same stuff that he got, and I would say with my season tickets, I want to be able to come down to the field. Wow. Just give me like a press pass or something like that. You want to do all the security checks? I don't have a criminal record, so... You know, do all that stuff, and then I can come down there, take some pictures with the players, take some pictures on the field, like during while the game's going on and stuff like that, and then be able to go back to my seat. Is that I, is that I, out of the no, realm of possibility I, to ask? For? No, I I hear you. Like I said, you, you ask for whatever and, and settle. You don't have to be a dick about it. I just think it's funny that that was the most interesting part of the entire game. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Well, <laughs> if, it was, if you're one of those people that was stuck watching just that game and not red zone like me, um, that was the most interesting part of the game. Yeah, I mean, I mean when, you're talking, when you're talking, we'll talk about, about, that. about that in a few. Yeah, Tim, what, what's going on in the news other than other uh, than well, uh, other than people making money off of us? Uh, yeah, other than you know showing up to watch a game and and you know getting handed a lotto ticket. Yeah. Um, hopefully, everybody's uh, survived by McGinn. You know, uh, Chris Anson said that on Red Zone. I thought it was funny by McGinn, but it was mm-hmm. true. It's all we talked about the last two episodes. So hopefully, you all survived it. Um, we didn't have a hell of a lot of headline news, so we can, you know, just quick hit it. Um, stop me if you've heard this before. A couple running backs got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's, that's, the position are. scarcity. It's yeah. just the way it is. It's, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs got hurt for the Raiders. Now, 
the Raiders don't play in Week 8, so they don't have to submit an injury report. So they're on a bye. I, I don't know how much I would play into I wouldn't be running out to get Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. you know. But factually speaking, Josh Jacobs has been a nice, serviceable RB, too. And, and he did get hurt in the game, so something to keep an eye on. Uh, in the same game, Miles Sanders got hurt. Now, they're calling him week to week. Yeah, that was a little more serious. He got carted off. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, fact that the first report out, and, and this was just Tuesday, they haven't practiced yet, is that he's week to week. Now, when he left the game, carries were basically split between Kenneth Gainwell, who's owned in 26% of leagues, and Boston Scott, who's owned in 1%. Mm-hmm. Now, Gainwell played, played more of the passing downs, where Boston Scott got more of the rushing downs and actually got a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Now, I bring that up. Not just because we'll hit that in the waiver segment, but because they played Detroit in Week 8. Yeah. So if you're one of those guys that's been getting by with Josh Jacobs, or you've been hurting, just ravaged by injury, maybe use your number one waiver priority or some money from the in the fab on Kenneth Gainwell, just because they're playing Detroit. Not, bo- not Boston Scott either? And that's the problem. That's why you, you don't bust your you don't blow your load, because, yeah. it, like I said... It, I, I think Boston Scott is more valuable to them on special teams, so I don't know that they're going to exert him too much in the running game. But like I said, it, it's huge when you're talking about a week eight, eight matchup against Detroit. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, some more injuries that happened in the we're a full service operation, so I'll give it thirty seconds. Zach Wilson got hurt. Yeah, he's out two to four weeks with a sprained MCL, and they just traded for Joe Flacco. And that's what I was going to say. The only. <laughs> I only mention that because there's no fantasy relevance on the New York Jets. Yeah, yeah. But they traded back for Joe Flacco. Not only did they trade him to the Eagles and then traded back to the Jets for I mean, you actually gave an asset for Joe Flippin' Flacco. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that blows my mind. I, I just say, yeah. hey, you know, hey, whatever. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, it really doesn't change anything that's going on there with the Jets. Although, what did you have it back up before? Uh yeah, that white guy. Yeah. I, I don't even, you know, I think he played at Western Kentucky. Mm. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't make a difference. The Jets weren't really, you know. That's what um, I'm saying. Like, why yeah. would you give an asset to to get Joe Flacco back to be your the guy in the room? To guy, the guy that I, can help lose. Games yeah, I, I mean, it's, also, yeah, I, like, I know all coaches are always trying to win every game. At least that's why you can appreciate know. with Houston because they're like. Davis Mills is trash. Like, we're just going to keep throwing him out there. Well, I mean, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor might be back. Well, well, I'm saying until Tyrod Taylor but comes back. We just we just spent a good 60 seconds talking about the Jets and the Texans. But, so. Way more. Let's talk about Mahomes' injury. Yeah, and that's the thing. is I, I only wanted to mention it because he is Pat freaking Mahomes, and he would have led the broadcast, mm-hmm. but he's already cleared concussion. He was, he was taken out of the game with concussion protocol. He's cleared it. Now, they didn't put him back in because that game was a sham. Well, I, I would say, you know, I, Take obviously uh, take this with a grain of salt. The 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 little joke that I'm going to make here is is that well, hopefully this uh, this little knock that he took to the head is is going to knock some sense into him because he has not been playing like Pat Mahomes all season long. No, we actually talked about it on the phone on Monday when you called and and, and what what has made Pat Mahomes special and that he has amazing talent. He he's got. I mean, you know, he can do the no look pass and he can, you know, he can chuck it up and Tyreek Hill will get it. Kelsey's the nice valve. Um, he's gotten by with a great on town, but what he doesn't do, and he's going to learn to do it as he gets more of a veteran, is what has kept Peyton Manning in the league for so many years and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. throw the ball away. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes hangs on too long and tries to make a play, and sometimes, and that, and like I said, he's got nine. I was going to bring it up in the, in the when we talk about the game. He already has nine interceptions, which is more than he had all of last year. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes you got to live to play another play, another drive. You don't have to make everything happen on every play. Yeah, we, we talked about it before um, when we were talking about it on Monday. Um, but yeah, you can't. You, this isn't the same guy that I saw playing before. The other guy I saw playing before was picking teams apart. Um, if he was holding on to the ball, it was just for that split second to make somebody more open. This guy's holding on to the ball longer than I've ever, ever, ever seen him hold on to the ball. Yeah. I, I just, he's not playing. I feel like we, we talked about it, and I think you're talking about a guy that, that was the man that was playing really, really well, and sometimes the hype just gets to you, and you feel like you have to make a dominating play every single every single play and i feel like that's kind of what's going on here he's kind of trying to force it in there when it's like you could throw the ball away you can check down to to a, a short a shorter receiver or just run it for a three-yard game or throw the ball out of bounds or just run towards the sideline or what I, I just think he's holding on to the ball too long that offensive line clearly isn't helping him but he he has time there are times where you see him and you see the defense when they're showing it on the red zone they're showing the highlights of getting sacked and stuff like that it's like he had time they were coming up to him. He dodged one guy, looks down the field again when it's like, just throw the ball away at that point because somebody else hit him. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just not working right now. Whatever is going on there, it's not working. And that's the thing is, it's like, that was my takeaway, and, and we'll bring it up when we break down the game, but you just kind of be like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it was, you know, Mahomes and holding on to the ball and stuff, but you can't put that all at his feet. I mean, the defense has been brutal. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what happens. We saw it happen with... Seattle, when they had the Legion of Boom, and then had to pay Russ Wilson. Mm-hmm. And even with the Colts, when they paid Andrew Luck, at some point, once you pay your quarterback a huge amount of money, your defense starts to go because you can't pay, afford to pay those guys. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is, they were doing great when Mahomes was on his rookie deal. And they've been to back-to-back championship games, which is why it's such a big story. But they did have to pay him, which means they've had less to allocate to the defense. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line lately. Yeah, and that's yeah. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, they let Eric Fisher go. Well, and they've just you know. become, they've become two dimensional. It's not even like run and pass. It's pass to Tyreek Hill and pass to Kelsey. Yeah, Mahomes was once again the leading rusher for the Chiefs. Yeah, which is sad. I know Ceh is hurt, but I mean he wasn't lighting up the world before. Yeah. So I mean, some of the other uh, some of the other quick hits injuries we can talk about in those games. I did think it was funny they had a national tight end day. Yeah, I, I, which, yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I, I I think I heard a story. It was something like uh, George Kittle made a, a George joke Kittle about made it. A joke about it. Yeah, yeah and, and they just kind of stuck. I just thought it was funny. I mean, the NFL gets a lot of things right. I thought that was funny. Unfortunately, Darren Waller was a surprise inactive. Yeah, which was a surprise for a lot of people because that was a three hundred five game. Mm-hmm. You know, that caught a lot of people off guard. So he didn't get to enjoy National Tight End Day. You know, even though some of the other guys, C.J. Uzama scored twice. You know, hey, he's done it now two weeks. You know, Mo Alley Cox, Foster Moreau and Darren Waller's absent. Uh, Giusecki from the Dolphins. Even Michael Pruitt caught a touchdown pass from Derrick Henry. That was that was an <laughs> impressive play, too. That was actually the jump yeah, pass. Yeah, it was. No, I mean, everybody sold out to stop Henry. Yeah. And he just jumped past it, which was great. You yeah. know, I mean, probably the only highlight of that game. Um, one more note I wanted to tell people as a full-service operation here at Punt the QB. The NFL trade deadline is next Tuesday, one week from today. And I bring that up. Usually NFL trade deadlines is, is you know... Not movable. Yeah. People don't really move around. Just something to keep an eye on. Because if Deshaun Watson is going to get moved in season, this is the week This is the week he gets moved. There's two guys. You know, When you're talking about uh, possible trades, there's two guys that I bring up. Right? That's Deshaun Watson is one. Of course. With obviously Tua might be on the move too because right. of because of the Sean yeah. Watson move, and the other player 
is Allen Robinson. Hmm. This guy has got to get, you got to get this guy out of here, out of Chicago. He wants nothing to do here. It doesn't look like he's putting any effort into these no. teams. I mean, if he's listening, sorry, but you don't look like you're putting any effort into the game. I get, we could talk about it in the review or we could talk about it now. In the third quarter, he ran a deep pass. Fields threw the ball up, and it looked like he just saw that the pass was short and just stopped and watched the guy intercept it and then just kind of pulled him yeah, down. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't fight he back didn't to the ball. He didn't even make a budge. Sorry about the dog there, but, I mean, Tim, honestly, what... I don't even know what I want for Allen Robinson at this point. I just want him gone. I just want... I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's his well, fault. Well, he wants to be gone. He doesn't want to be here. Yeah. He's playing like he doesn't want to be here. They're not throwing the ball to him. Just move on. Let's move on. You know what I mean? I'm not saying cut the guy, but get something for him and let's just move on. Well, what in Pace's history shows you that they're going to trade an asset for a pick? Instead of acquiring picks, which good general managers usually do, he constantly trades away his picks. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Well, we I cut, think it's more wishful thinking. And we cut Kyle Fuller. Oh, God. And when we could have traded him, and that even though he had that big, even though he had a bigger contract, but, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just frustrated with this team. We'll get into it when we talk more about the games and stuff. But I think when you're talking about anybody not named Deshaun Watson getting moved, why not? Allen Robinson. You know, I, I agree. He's playing on a franchise tag. He wants out. Uh, one more name I want to bring up before we move on to the reviews. David Johnson from the Texans. Texans are bad. They're not going anywhere this year. David Johnson has been more of their passing downs back. Mm-hmm. I only bring it up because if... If they end up trading Mark Ingram or Philip Lindsay, David Johnson has a larger role. And we just talked about two more running backs who got injured. So maybe a speculative stash. You survived by McGinn. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got some guys on your roster you may not want to keep. Say an Alan Lazard. <laughs> yeah. Um, or a Tim Patrick. Uh, just to name a few. But um, maybe a speculative ad on David Johnson just in the idea that Houston trades... Mark Ingram or Philip Lindsay. That's mm-hmm. all. I, I know that's deep league stuff, but I think most people who are listening to this are passionate fantasy football guys who are in deep active. You don't leagues. think David Johnson might be the guy that get, gets moved? I I don't think I, I don't think he will. But then again, you're right. Even if he gets moved, he gets moved to a team that needs a running back. Mm-hmm. Just just put it in the back of your mind. That's all. Okay, let's start. Yeah. Let's start reviewing some of these games. Uh, yeah, and and that's the thing is we there were six noon games, one o'clock Eastern for you guys on the East. Um, and five of them were pretty bad. So why not just start where we left off on the uh, preview show? Green Bay 24, Washington football team 10. Yeah, well, I mean, I felt like every single time you you turned around and watched this game, Washington had the ball in the red zone. They just they just kept fumbling. They just it could and not fumbling. convert, yeah. They couldn't convert and got some really bad calls. They got some really bad penalties. I mean, really, just some... Really unbelievable stuff was going on in that game with just some of the things that you were seeing. Like, oh, they're going to review that. And be like, yeah, of course they should review that. It was a bad call. And then it'll be like, no, it stands. I'm sorry. What? What? We, what? What? You know, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, so many times you watch that in the NFL on Sundays, a play that you're like, okay, they're going to review it. Oh, that's obviously going to get overturned. What are they looking at? And then they say the play stands. And I think referees, kind of like judges, judges don't want to overrule other judges. Yeah. Same thing with referees. Referees don't want to, like, dog each other out, so they'll do the, well, it's not conclusive enough, play stands. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, oh, what a cop-out. You know, you, you yeah. kind of like, you're like, listen, you've got the angles, you got the technology, make it right, and it's a cop-out. It's a- now, let's be honest, though. They still lost that they game. They lost a game 
a, a player or two wasn't going to, you know, maybe they cover the spread, but they weren't going to win that game. They With, with Tyler he, uh, Taylor Heineke at quarterback and Gibson playing through that shin injury, they just don't have enough talent to beat Green Bay in Lambeau. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. very few teams ha- have a good chance of beating Green Bay in Lambeau. Yeah, one thing I want to notice about this game is, despite the Packers leading this game for a vast majority of the game, they made no commitment to the run. No. I, Aaron Jones had six carries, and A.J. Dillon had three. And we were talking about Bymageddon and the crazy business, and, and, and A.J. Dillon should be a flex. Well, I feel bad for anybody that did start him as a flex. Because A.J. Dillon had three attempts for six yards, one catch for two. So yeah. in a standard PPR league, that's one flipping point. Well, that's just... I mean, Aaron Jones only had eight, but at least it's not a zero. I mean, you know, Green Bay is has got a pretty a pretty good offense. This was more or less like... Washington can't stop the pass, so let's just pass the ball all game long. I yeah, mean, I mean, and they and they didn't, they didn't really. I mean, you're, the final score shows it, twenty four to ten. I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, was it more competitive? Yes, because Washington had plenty of times to score, and they just they don't have the playmakers with Gibson out and just McLaurin. What what can you do? I mean, you don't have Logan Thomas, you don't have Gibson. Well, Ricky Seals Jones has played well in Logan Thomas's absence. But like I mean, like you said, I mean uh, Gibson t- tried to tough it out with his shin injury. Mm-hmm. I give him credit for that. Um, Taylor Heineke is is not a top tier quarterback, and Curtis Samuel is out. One thing caught me off guard: McKissick, while given the opportunity with a lot of you know Gibson being injured, didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. He had twenty two yards rushing and four catches for thirty four. So I mean, it's still you know, nine points in PPR league. Yeah. But I think people that started him as a flex to get by, we're kind of hoping, we're, we're hoping for, for more. more. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, one thing I got to point out, and I don't think it gets mentioned enough, Scary Terry, he's one of the guys we love on this show. 12 targets, seven catches, 122 yards and a touchdown. A very quiet wide receiver 11 on the season. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really good. And this I is with Taylor Heineke from yeah. most of the season. He's got Heineke throwing the ball to him. I feel like he, he would be even better... He'd be in. He'd be a couple spots higher in that top ten if if Fitzpatrick was was playing this whole season. Yeah, opinion. and from one bad game to another, New England fifty four, the Jets thirteen. Well, this was this was one of those games where the game was pretty much over at like halftime, but then the Jets just kept giving the ball to New England with short field, and then New England scores. And yeah, New they, England scores. New England was content to just run the ball and get the game over with, but the Jets kept turning the ball over. They're like, what do you want me to do? Yes. You want me to kneel down in the third quarter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing that caught me off of guard, and, and number one, this game's over under was 42 and a half, yeah. one of the lowest of the week, and the Patriots beat them by themselves. Yeah. But Ramondi Stevenson, who we had kind of talked about, maybe if Damian Harris gets in troubling trouble, Stevenson had maybe taken over that receiving role and looked good. He was another healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. So J.J. Taylor owned in less than 1% of leagues, was able to get two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean... I, I wish I could say something other than, y- yeah. Yeah. I, it's just... Well, that's what Belichick, you know, you have no well, idea. Well, and J.J. Taylor, this is a guy that was started being active after he fumbled the ball a couple weeks ago. And that's he, what always worries me about mm-hmm. Damian Harris. I loved him going to the season. I thought he'd get drafted as a third running back and be a, you know, a solid RB2. And in weeks where they're favored, now they're done playing the Jets this year, yeah. but in weeks where they're favored, Damian Harris, who ate, I mean, 14 carries, 106 yards, two rushing touchdowns, he got his. Well, this is yeah. now a New England team with uh, three wins, and two of them came against the Jets. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't really know. Um, this is like 50, don't be... Maybe trying to sell high on Damian Harris. Yeah, but don't be, don't be so enamored with the 54 points, because 
It's not going to happen. You're not going to see that again. No. With uh, with the team, not the Jets. One guy I did want to bring up, and I and I was going to touch on the waiver segment. Well, Brandon Bolden looks like he's the new James White. You know, he's taken over that receiving. He didn't have any rushes, but he had seven targets, six catches, seventy nine receiving yards, and a touchdown. He went from special teams ace to he looks like he's taking that James White role for the Patriots. Yeah. And, and like you said, they're done playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. So that might be a more valuable role, especially in PPR leagues yeah. going forward. Yeah. For a guy who's pretty widely available, you know, I actually uh, had it written down for us. He's only owned in 6% of leagues mm-hmm. on ESPN. So if, if you're desperate, maybe try to put in a claim for Bolden. If he keeps that receiving back role, James White did really well the last couple of years. Just yeah. something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Jets in this game, I just wanted to mention, and they're bad. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I did want to mention Michael Carter. You've been talking about him for weeks, mentioned him in the preseason. He is up to a 72% snap share, and he has been really good. You know, he had, uh, now, he only had 11 carries for 37 yards. That's mm-hmm. a bad offensive line, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's not on him. And with a backup quarterback, that's not going to get but any I think better. he scored three three straight weeks now. And, and, yeah, well, he didn't score this past week, mm. you know. Um, but he did have eight catches for 67 yards. So he went over 100 total yards, had eight catches, and he had a 72% snap share. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have anybody on the Jets on your roster, he's that guy. Yeah. Well, some of us are just decimated with injuries and, and, and obviously buys this week. I had to start Michael Turner. No, no, no. Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I'm just saying most people don't pay attention to the Jets, but I think he's a nice gem on that team. And he's going to get more and more of a role, a la Cam Akers last year, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, towards the end of the year. He's going to get more of a more of a role going forward. Yeah, like you said, 100 total yards this week. Um, they had the bye the week before, and then the two weeks before that, he scored touchdowns. So, Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's it from that game. I, I mean, let, let We spent more time talking about that than I thought we would. No, I just had to mention Michael Carter. Um, the game that most people were excited about in the noon slate was the battle for first place in the AFC North. And the Bengals went into Baltimore and dominated, forty-one to seventeen. Well, it was twenty-four to seventeen. And I think they had it within seven early in the fourth quarter, and then that was it. It just that game just got away from everyone. And that's the thing is, we always talk about more teams lose games in this yeah. league than win games. The Bengals had the lead and put their knee on the back of their throat and put them away. Yeah, in Baltimore, where they had won six straight games, mm-hmm. the Ravens had won six straight games at home. They, like I said, I. I, I know I know what you're saying that it was close and it was close, but they were able to do what most teams don't. They put the Ravens away. Yeah, they knocked them to the mat and put them out for the. And this is a Ravens you know? team that that came that came back against Indianapolis. They've come back in, in several games. I mean, and they allowed the Raiders to come back. But I mean, yeah, this was it, this was an impressive win for Cincinnati. Very impressive, and that's who's becoming a star in front of us. Jamar Chase. We, we we busted his balls in the preseason about the drops and, you know, oh, they're different. Well, not even playing the whole season Yeah, prior. exactly. And he is becoming an absolute star. Eight catches, 201 yards and a touchdown. He is wide receiver three in his rookie year. Yeah. that That's that's madness. He has the most, rushing, most receiving yards in the first, like, seven weeks. There's nobody else that has more. And he's a his rookie. His whole career. Let me tell you, his first seven weeks yeah, of, his, yeah, no, of, of his rookie career. career. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, yeah, they brought it up in the broadcast. That he has the most receiving yards uh, his rookie year since, I think, Randy Moss. You well, know? yeah, I mean, well, he's he it, he's set the pace. He's higher than Randy Moss right now. Nobody has received for more yards in seven games 
to start their career than Jamar Chase. Extremely impressive. And and going along with, you know, Burrow answered the bell mm-hmm. in a tough matchup for first place in Baltimore. 416 passing yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one pick. But with all the Osternade, a lot of people passed up on him, were worried about him. He's quarterback eight on the season. Yeah. He's, you know, uh, you know um, it's one of those things where uh, I, I like Stafford more. Um, but when we were talking about it in the preseason, I remember we were talking about. It. I'm like, yeah, Stafford's still in my top twelve as far as starting quarterbacks, and yeah, he hasn't he hasn't disappointed. But I will say that uh, um, once again, we've talked about it before. Baltimore's defense is is name recognition more than it is a really good defense. I mean, they definitely took it to the Chargers, but I would say that that was because Baltimore got out to such a big lead that they could just pin their tails back and and say in the Chargers. Never even made an attempt to run the ball. Yeah, I, the 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 game here, like once again, four hundred sixteen yards. I feel like Baltimore is can be exposed. It's not a not a very good defense. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We've talked about this before. I I think people need to realize Ray Lewis isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Ravens they they've Ed been Reed, got, Ray Lewis. Yeah, Those these guys, guys aren't there, there anymore. Yeah, uh, I mean. One thing that did catch me, and there was a couple things on the Bengals, which still blows my mind that the Bears beat this Bengals team because mm. this Bengals team is good. Well, you know why the Bears lost? The Bears beat the Bengals because uh, Joe Burrow threw interceptions in three consecutive plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't need to rehash that. One thing that worries me a little bit, Mixon. I told you I was worried about Perrine coming back. Mixon had twelve carries. Perrine had eleven. You know, and he had Mixon had zero targets in the past game. So just something to keep an eye on for. I'm not saying you bench Mixon. But something to keep an eye on going forward. You know, they, they split carries. I, I know, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Also, since, um, where's our guy? Boyd. Boyd, something to keep an eye on. He had four catches for 39 yards. But since Higgins came back, he's the obvious third wheel by a far. Oh, t- Tyler it, Boyd, yeah. Absolutely. Tyler Boyd, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with Chase and Higgins, they're the clear one and two, and Boyd is a distant third. Yeah, but with how high, how high powered this offense can be, um, and with injuries and the buys and stuff like that, I mean, sometimes you just you, if you put Boyd out there, there's a lot worse options you can do than putting Boyd. I know, out there. but this this upcoming week, um, and we'll dissect it more in the preview show. It's just the Raiders and Ravens, mm-hmm. so I think it's one of those weeks where you consider sitting Boyd. Just, I'm just saying, in, if you look at breakdown the games where both Higgins and Chase have been there, Boyd has been a distant third. Oh, absolutely. You know, I already brought up Huzmanzada in his day, or Uzama, CJ Uzama. Uzama. Yeah, Uzama. Yeah, I'll get used to it. Um, he, he had a good game. People are going to pay attention to that. But he's only had double-digit points in PPR leagues in three of his seven weeks. Yeah. So pump the brakes a little bit. Before, well, yeah, we had know. two. He's probably only got, what, four touchdowns on the season. Both of them came in two games. Yeah, there isn't much to talk about on the Baltimore side. And unless you wanted to. I mean, Lamar. I mean, what's yeah, it, well, we were he, talking about before. Lamar is carrying this team on I don't know back. how much longer he can do it. He's obviously a set-it-and-forget-it quarterback. And even in a quote-unquote down game, he still had 257 passing, a touchdown, no interceptions, and 88 yards rushing. He still ended up with 20-something points. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that was a quote down game for him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I needed to talk about that because you're starting Lamar and mm-hmm. there's no worries about Lamar. Yeah. The only worry about Lamar is can he keep up this pace without getting killed. I don't think so. I don't either. But, you know. But, hey. Now, I had Cleveland at the beginning of the year to win the division, and I said Baltimore's not going to be able to keep it up. Well, it doesn't make a difference if Baltimore doesn't keep it up. Cincinnati might. Yeah, and that's the thing is, as long as Burrow is healthy, 
the, the Bengals have a good underrated defense. And that's a sneaky defense. Yeah, exactly. Cincinnati right now is a sneaky good defense. If you're out there like just streaming defenses, if you don't like what you see out there, pick up Cincinnati's defense. Most people are streaming defenses, yeah. I would say. There's not a lot of killer defenses. Even guys like, remember you were talking early in the season, how Carolina had the number one defense. Yeah. Well, they're brutal. Yeah, they're brutal. You know, and, and we'll get to them in a minute. We touched on it when we were talking about Mahomes. The Titans... Talk about surprise games. The Titans beat Kansas City 27-3. That is the first time since 2017 that Kansas City went, uh, didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, this goes... this, And once again, this had the kiss of death on it because it was, a game, it was the first game that me and you both picked. Yeah, it's the first time. <laughs> We're 22 episodes in, now eight, eight yeah. NFL weeks. This is the first time we completely agreed on a pick. And I... It wasn't my love for Casey. I know mm-hmm. I prefaced it by saying I know they don't cover. Mm-hmm. I was more worried that it was a bad spot for the Titans. Yeah, coming off of a, a, a big win on Monday night, an emotional win, like a big charged win, you know, coming back against a team that, that that's given them fits before in the playoffs and stuff like that in Buffalo. It's kind of like a revenge game. And then coming to KC, they have to go to KC, or I'm sorry, they were, it was in Tennessee, but to uh, play against a KC team, and yeah, no, we were wrong. Yeah, nobody did. I don't even know what else. To say. Imagine we were you were. Wrong. Imagine you were the guy that had balls enough to start Tennessee's defense. Say you had them in there for whatever reason and forgot to set your lineup. They were the number one fantasy scoring defense this week. What? If, which is madness. Yeah, it is crazy. Nobody, what if, you know. And on top of that, what if you were to be the one person that was like, "Yeah, I'll take that bet. I'll put ten dollars on KC not scoring a touchdown." What were the odds of that? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure you could find it in one of the offshore sites mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, I mean. We touched on Mahomes and the mistakes he made. He's he's up to nine interceptions this year. Um, I, I I don't really. Kelsey turned twelve targets into seven catches for sixty five yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill turned nine targets into six catches for forty nine yards. There wasn't a hell of a lot going right for Kansas City. No, and you can't put it all at the feet of Patrick Mahomes trying to make too much happen. Eh, well, I mean, was he make, trying to make too much happen? I think so. Was the defense bad? Yes. Is the run game non-existent? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of problems going on right there. I mean, at three and four, and you've got the Raiders and the Chargers both playing really good ball. I I don't I don't know how much more KC, how much more room KC has for error. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's not like in years past where they could coast to a division title like the Packers can. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Titans. You know. It's funny, it was a quote-unquote down game because King King Henry has set the bar so high. Mm-hmm. Even in a down game, he had 86 rushing yards, 16 receiving, so another combined scrimmage yards over 100, and mm-hmm. he had a passing touchdown, yep. which he touched on. I, I mean, if that's his down game, you know. Yeah, everybody's everybody's in trouble. Yeah, everybody's in trouble. Can you, can you say that uh, now that, uh, now can he be uh, included into the talk for uh, MVP now that he threw a passing touchdown? Because <laughs> MVPs only are quarterbacks. And, and what is this league considered? It's This league now is considered the league of extraordinary quarterbacks. Yeah. I, because we don't, we don't bother talking about MVPs, uh, you know, as other, other, other position players. Well, nobody ever talks about a defensive player as an MVP. You know, and back in the day when they used to run the ball 25, 30 times a game, running backs had a shot. Mm-hmm. Now no running back has a shot. Well, if, yeah. if King Henry doesn't get it this year, I don't think you're ever going to be able yeah, to no, I think you made a good point. You actually reminded me. I threw a, a, one of my free bets on DraftKings on it. He's not going to win MVP because he's not a quarterback, mm-hmm. even though he's dominating the landscape at running back. 
but he's got a good shot at Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the, okay, MVPs belong to quarterbacks, but we'll throw you a bone and call it the Offensive, offensive player, player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year could be anybody else. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You it, just can't be a quarterback. You just, yeah, it's that's the whole, we'll throw you the, yeah. you know, the blue ribbon. Here, here's yeah. a little something for you. Here's a little something for you. And then uh, Jamar Chase, like the League of Extraordinary Quarterbacks. Any quarterback gets Rookie of the Year right now compared to what Jamar Chase is doing yeah, right now. Yeah, there's no it's way. It's criminal. It yeah. is criminal. We need to we would need to get the FBI to like come and be like, we're going to have to get it. Yeah, the only way wins. Chase doesn't get it is if he gets hurt. Yeah. And you hate to mention stuff like that, but at, really, at the pace he's on, he's shattering records. One more thing before we move on. I did want to mention A.J. Brown, healthy, is looking like a star Eight catches, 133 in a touchdown. This is what people that spent an early draft pick on him yep. were expecting on him. Absolutely. He's been, he's been great. Mm-hmm. You know? I, and and that's all I really want to say about that game. We've we another surprise bad game. The Giants 25, Carolina 3. To the point where Sam Darnold got benched in this game for PJ Walker. Once again, um you started off 3-0 against bad teams. Um, and then the wheels start coming off. This isn't this isn't the only team that this has happened to. Denver had the same thing. They've lost four straight since since they started off three and zero. And and Carolina's the same exact way right now. They have a pretty good defense. And right now, I, I mean, when you when you get outscored and you lose by lose by twenty to the Giants, you're doing something horribly wrong. And and it's one of those things where like Sam Darnold, hey, you know, was doing really well against some pretty bad teams maybe not new orleans but the other teams that they played against were bad teams and they found ways to win games against bad teams now you're getting you're getting darnold the way that he used to play and uh you're getting jets darnold yeah Yeah. you're getting jets you're getting sam jets darnold and it's not pretty and this is where you come in start falling into this uh thing that we were talking about before with like jalen hurts we'll get into that too is where you're a good scoring fantasy quarterback you're you're not playing good NFL quarterback play. Yeah. And just because he was going into this week a top 12 fantasy quarterback, uh you know, when a team's finally like we've had enough of this. And you've boy, had enough of it. Boy, do they wish they had Teddy Bridgewater back. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, right? Well, right now you got to be you got to be saying like, you know, like there was when Carolina was picking in the draft and they were like uh, we're not going to take a quarterback. It's like Atlanta. Atlanta yeah, they didn't took JC quarterback. Horn. Yeah, you know, who's don't get me wrong, he looks like the real deal at corner. Mm-hmm. But with all those quarterbacks that were available, mm-hmm. and now that the you know the CBA favors taking a quarterback in the first round because yeah. you get that fifth year option, mm-hmm. it benefits teams to take quarterbacks in the first round. They're like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> I mean, they. I don't know. I, I I don't know the Giants. I I looked at their scores and I you know I watched a lot of the game on Red Zone. There isn't really anybody. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't blow people away. Booker didn't do anything special. Dante Pettis. I, I mean Pettis. Yeah. I mean that's the thing is out of necessity because all the guys that were hurt. I, I mean Slayton had nine targets, five catches, sixty three yards. Ingram, forgot about him, six catches, forty four. And your boy Dante Pettis, five for thirty nine and a touchdown. Nothing to blow you away. This was bad Panthers, not good Giants. Yeah. Don't get fooled by this. The score. This was bad Panthers, and the Giants just took advantage. Where does the uh, where does everything go now for most interceptions of the season? Now with Zach Wilson hurt, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I was so excited about. It. I had a counter going every week with my, you know, Zach Wilson interceptions. Um, with him being hurt, I you know I might see if they're going to offer me a cash out on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. Uh, the only thing I wanted to mention from Carolina: DJ Moore still a star, uh, ten targets, six catches, seventy three yards. 
And that guy, R.A., the other receiver on that team, remember I told you his over-under was 45 and a half and we shared a good laugh? That was free money. There was yeah. no way he was getting there. And nine targets, three catches, 14 yards. Well, I mean, if he... When does he get benched for... If they actually start getting some of these targets... If he actually starts, I don't know, collecting some of these targets, or I don't even know if they were even catchable because I didn't really pay attention to R.A. in this game. Yeah. But... I mean, at what point are you not going to start coming down with balls? I mean, is Sam Darnold just throwing them what? that poorly? Or, I mean, you're talking about nine targets. and Every week he does it. The week before he had I 11 know, targets. I know, I know. But it's just one of those things where it's like, all he needs to do is catch two or three more of those and it should go over. Right, and that's the thing. Not only that, but he's one of those receivers that he's like the Henry Ruggs thing where he, one 50-yard yeah. touchdown catch can and make your week. Yeah. And, I, and I've been in our very deep original league. I consistently have been starting him as my wide receiver three solely on the basis that those targets are going to turn into catches. Are going to start him next time, Tim? I don't know. I, uh, uh, <laughs> he still can't bail I, on it. All right, let's, let's get off RA and let's get on to something positive here. Tim, what are we drinking today? Well, today we are drinking... Spotten's Oktoberfest. We are touring the Oktoberfest, and I told you I... We're almost done. I We're had to go to... there. Yeah, well, you know, on um, Friday will be the last day of October, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's my favorite type of beer. I will drink it all the way through Super Bowl uh, Oktoberfest beers. This is Spotten Oktoberfest. Um, it's a solid beer. Nothing special about mm-hmm. it. I'm not going on my way to acquire it, but it is made in Munich, Germany. So if anybody's going to get an Oktoberfest beer right, it would be them. Yeah. You know, solid beer. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've all pretty much been solid. I don't think I've had one Oktoberfest this whole time where I was like, eh. Yeah, not not as much body to it, but a nice, smooth drink. Mm-hmm. I, it is. I, really, it's smooth. I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. So now that we've gotten into our beer talk here, let's uh, let's get into the the game of the of the noon games that actually turned out to be a good game. Um, the the Atlanta Falcons thirty, Miami twenty eight. Yeah, this was easily the best game of the noon slate. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're not good NFL teams, it was great for fantasy. It was great for betting. Um, a lot of the, the props went over. Mm-hmm. Um, my over. I, yeah. I, I nailed the over on that guy. I followed you. You know, um, and uh, I mean, let's get right into it. I, Matt Ryan, you know, who hasn't been great fantasy-wise, but he's been a good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, he had another 336 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. Just solid Enough to beat the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, Cordero had a down game from him, but he still scored. Yep. Mike Davis, you were right. I was wrong. He was brutal. He had four carries, 10 yards, zero targets in the passing game. He has been a brutal disappointment. You were right. I was wrong. I I just, this guy, when you see a journeyman that's been around for seven years. I mean, I brought it up in the preseason. I'll, I'll, I'll just stand up for a second and take a bow. When you have somebody that's been a journeyman for the seven, eight years that he's been in the NFL, um, in from Seattle, Carolina, Chicago. I mean, I'm, I'm leaving a team out. I'm sure. Um, and then you get to San Fran. Yeah, and then you get to Atlanta, and they're like, "Oh, this is it now. Okay, he's going to be the guy." I don't. I just don't think you usually go around that often for that many years and become the guy when you weren't really that significant before i mean cordero patterson i did not see that coming no and that's that that's that was gonna be my counterpoint yeah. to what you're everything you just said about mike davis number one is accurate but number two you can say the same thing about cordero patterson yeah but cordero patterson actually had some pretty he had some pretty decent games in new england he had some pretty decent games in chicago no they new england was the first team to put him in the backfield yeah. and to make him more than just a kick and punt returner like the like the vikings did. yeah 
you know, and, and for the Bears, they try, but their offense is just bad and nothing's yeah. going to save them. But I'm just saying, factually speaking, every all the points I was making about Mike Davis in the preseason was based solely on opportunity, volume and opportunity. And everything you said about Mike Davis can also set it be a quarter Perrinson. He's a 30-year-old journeyman on his fifth team. Mm-hmm. So nobody saw that coming. No, no, you nobody know? saw that coming. But I just knew it wasn't Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing. For Atlanta being a bad NFL team, Arthur Smith has really made their offense good. They're, they're going to be significantly fantasy relevant because everything we thought, speaking of Arthur, Arthur Smith, everything we thought in the preseason about the Titans with a mixture of good offense and bad defense actually applies to the Falcons. Yeah. Because the Falcons have that mixture of good offense Playmakers on offense with Ridley and Pitts and Cordero Patterson and now Russell Gage is back mm-hmm. and a bad defense. Yeah. So what we thought the Titans would be, ironically with Arthur Smith at the helm, is what the Falcons have become. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I still got to hold out that they win less than eight games. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I I understand what you're saying. You know, trust me, I'm already going to lose my Kansas City over 12 and a half. The worst part about yeah. it is I wish that Atlanta played against Carolina twice by week three <laughs> because <laughs> Carolina is not the same team. And Atlanta is Atlanta's on the way up the way that they're playing and Carolina's on their way down. Yeah, and that's, you know, uh, Ridley's day was saved by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kyle Pitts, another, you know, he didn't lose his momentum from London. Seven catches, 163 yards. They finally discovered he was on their team and how to use him properly. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, when you first watch him, when you first see him, like, at the beginning of the season, I remember watching on Red Zone, and he was, like, making a couple plays, and you were like, number eight, who's that guy? And then you're like, oh, that's Kyle, that had Kyle Pitts with the catch. Oh, that's Kyle Pitts. That's Kyle Pitts, This guy is tall. He's He's an amazing athlete. He is an athlete. And that's the thing is, like, if you're one of those guys that was trying to acquire him cheap, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. it's too late now. Yeah. He's he's full-fledged star. If you didn't get him during the bye week, it's too late. Yeah, no. You know? So if you were one of those that patiently held on to him, good for you. Yeah. I'm Malcolm. He's probably now solid top three tight end right now with Kittle's injury and Waller. And Waller, yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. Um, on the Miami side of things, I, I kept touting in our previous show to Tua to give him a chance because they were playing against uh, the Falcons. And hopefully you listened and did. 291 yards passing, four touchdown passes. Now, yeah. he did have two interceptions, but four touchdown passes plus another 29 rushing yards. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. I know they lost the game, and they're 1-6. But, but I don't think that was on Tua because they had that game. They had that lead. It was 28-27. Oh, no, he like marched him down the field. The he marched him down the field. Yeah. I guess only his only mistake was scoring too quickly. Yeah. But they can't run the ball, so it's not like they can hand it, you know. Well, they don't even try. And, and Well, that's actually speaking, your guy Gaskin, um, he did have 15 rush attempts, which he turned into 67 yards, and he had a 10 yards uh, receiving with a touchdown. So as bad as he's been, he's still... <laughs> He's RB17 on the season. It's crazy. Right? It is crazy. But we were just talking about how it was like, this guy's only had one good game against Tampa. And then this week, he puts up the touchdown. And, I mean, his stats his stat line is not, like, groundbreaking. No. So three dud weeks, or four dud weeks, one game against Tampa, and then this that one awesome game against Tampa, this mediocre game. Like average game kind of a thing, and he's RB seventeen. It just yeah. shows how bad the running back position. Well, is. Well, let me give you some hope going forward, there, buddy. The Dolphins today placed Malcolm Brown on IR, so 
maybe more opportunities for your guy Gaskin. Well, he, you're saying my guy because he's on one of my teams. Right. I, I mean, any, anybody who's not my guy is I don't guy. know. I don't know if I would actually you say take my half, guy. You take half the players in the league. I'll take the other yeah, guy. Just, just <laughs> actually, you're only taking like 10% of the players. because even, even in the one league, it's only a 10-team league. So basically, hey. I've only, I got 90% of the guys. Your guy. <laughs> hey. It's like, Nobody wants facts to get in the way of a good story. Are you my upset wife right now? <laughs> tell you look what your running back did. Tell 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 Rick what your running back did today. You tell Rick what you did today. Uh, one more thing from this game before we move on. Gisecki, who I've been pounding for the first couple weeks, mm. seven catches, eighty-five yards, a touchdown. He is tight end number three. Wow, moved his way up. Yeah, especially after that one for a week one with zero catches. Now, just a bit of advice: if you can sell him, please do. Because Devontae Parker is going to be back. Mm-hmm. Preston Williams is going to be back. Will and, Fuller. And Will Fuller is going to be back. Mm-hmm. So there may not be as many balls to go around. And Deshaun Watson might be there. Which means yeah. that you'll well, have a quarterback that likes to that run a lot a, more. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, he's tied in number three on the season. Which says he's had a good year. The state of the tight end position. And like I said, just if you can sell high, please do so. Um, next game. And this one surprised me. Not the final score. Rams 28, Lions 17. The Lions took the fight to the... 19? What did I say? 17. Well, whatever. Potato, potato. Uh, 20, they didn't co- They covered. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. It was 28, 19 Rams. The Lions... Oh, I was just impressed. The Lions took the fight to the Rams. They saw that 16.5 point spread, and they took the fight to them. They marched the first drive all the way down and scored. Hit them with a surprise onside kick that they recovered. They also had two fake punts during the game. They took the fight to the Rams. Now, they don't have the talent to compete with the Rams, but I, I'm impressed that they took the fight to them. I'm impressed the way that they played because obviously the Rams weren't expecting it because the two big punts, the outside kick, this team is doing everything they can to try they're to win a game. They're pulling out everything. I mean, they're trying everything they can do. I mean, hats off to them because you've got teams like uh, – you got teams like, I wouldn't say Jacksonville. Jacksonville actually seems like they're actually trying. They just don't look like they're as good as other teams and stuff like that. You got teams like the Texans. Houston doesn't bother. They're, yeah, they, the Texans, they don't even look like they're, they're on trying. vacation. Their bags are packed. You know, there's a couple other teams that are just plain bad. I mean, the Bears, they don't even look like they're trying. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, but, I'll, need, I'll need to open another one of these spots in October to fest when we get to that game. I, I I just I just wanted to say how impressed I was with the fact that the Lions straight up took the fight to the Rams. And Goff Goff had a a pretty decent game. I mean, yeah, two sixty eight passing. Uh, I mean, one touchdown. He did that to two interceptions. But when you're forcing balls down the field, and trying to make plays, and you don't have a full arsenal of guys, that's going to happen. Amon Rossi Brown, my Scorpion King, goose egg. Yeah, goose egg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and that's the thing is, you know, um, some guys had to start him because of buy him again. Yeah, and that sucked. Um, I did, you know, like I said, you can't mention the Lions without mentioning DeAndre Swift. Yeah, this guy. Is... He has been phenomenal. He, I was worried about Jamal Williams showing up there and his share of the rushing. And most, uh, to be honest, most of what he does is the receiving game, and they're trailing a lot. But he is phenomenal. Thirteen carries, forty-eight yards rushing, eight catches, ninety-six yards of receiving touchdown, twenty-eight points. He is at RB two on the season. He. Um, what he's doing about both sides, he's like, like little Kamara right now. He's like G- Kamara Junior. I should say, not little Kamara because size wise, that doesn't doesn't do Swift justice. But he he is like he is like Kamara Junior. Like he's starting to put up what what Kamara did his first couple of years in New Orleans, and everyone better look out because once 
Detroit starts putting the, putting this guy around some talent, it's going to be a pretty dangerous NFC North with them. Yeah, it really will. And you can't mention this game without talking about Cooper Cup. This guy. I, I don't even... I, I don't know. I At this point, like, he's just... He's just dominating. Yeah, we talked about it when uh, when when you called on Monday. I mean, his stats, 13, tar- 13 targets, 10 catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Not only is he wide receiver one, he's wide receiver one by 40 points over Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I, mean, he, I mean, he is the wide receiver equivalent of Derrick Henry at running back. Yeah. He has been phenomenal, knock on wood. And, you know, some of the plays, the, the touchdowns, what they do so effectively, you can tell McVay has been waiting for a quarterback like Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. The plays they design, we talked about the one. Uh, there was a two-receiver stack on the right side with Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Yeah. And they ran a route that was unguardable. Yeah. You know, where they had Jefferson just start a couple steps into his route. And then just stop. Just kind of. He's not setting a pick, but he, he is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a pick without being a pick. Yeah. And Cooper Cup just runs behind him on a slant pattern. And it just hit, you know, Stafford hits him. And that that play is unguardable. Yeah. There's no way in the two yards to get to the red zone that that defender can get around the other defender to get to him. That's unguardable. And most of these, if you ever, if you watch these games, like the, uh, the one that uh, they played on Thursday night with the Rams when they played against the Seahawks, they're doing these crosses, and these receivers are, like, crossing, like, within, like, inches of each other. There's no way these guys are guarding these That's guys. That's what I'm saying. These when, are unguardable plays. When they were showing the the on that Thursday night when I got to spend more time, like, just focusing on that game, because I'm a red zone watcher as well, so I'm kind of keeping up on, on everything through, through red zone. But when you were actually watching it, and you were watching these guys, these guys are running right next to each other, and those defenders are just kind of just... They can't keep up because it's like you have to change what you're doing or you're going to run right into somebody. And then if the ball's already in the air, you're getting pass interference. I mean, or God forbid, an injury or something. These guys are running great routes. They're running so well together, all these Rams receivers. And it just happens to be the Cooper Cup just happens to be the one that keeps, like, beating. Yeah, yeah. No, he'll he'll – yeah, I, I don't know that he can keep up that pace, but he has been phenomenal. I had to mention him. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, and I know we spent a lot of time on this game – Matt Stafford, another 334 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He is quarterback number four and fifth in MVP voting at plus eight. He keeps moving up the ladder, and, and rightly so. Yeah. What else can you say about him? He has been phenomenal. I think this is exactly what McVay needed. This is exactly what Stafford needed. This is exactly what Cooper Cup needed. Yeah, this I is mean, why I spent the preseason talking about the Rams. It reminded me exactly of the Bucks when Tom, Tom, Tom Brady showed mm-hmm. up. The This is a team that had everything else in place, just waiting for a quarterback. And Matt Stafford has been the wasting away in Detroit with no talent. Yeah. It's the perfect recipe. I hate, I hate, to, I hate to fade the Cardinals with the way they're playing and with the way they took it to the, the Rams when they did play against them and stuff. But, man, it's hard not to say... That the Rams, you know, are right there as far as yeah. as, as the NFC. The NFC is very top heavy. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and we we spent a lot of time that game, so we can save some on the Raiders winning thirty three twenty two over the Eagles. Eh. You know what? Can can I'll just say this: Derek Carr, twice now in his career, has thrown for uh, I think over three hundred yards and and completed ninety percent of his passes in a game. When he threw thirty or more passes, that's phenomenal. It's only happened one 
other time. It's insane. It's to say When you're saying, if you were to bring that up, you'd be like, oh, it's got to be Brady. Or it's got to be Manning. Or something like that. It's like, no, it's Derek freaking Carr. Yeah, 31 of 34 for 323, two touchdowns and a pick. I, I mean, it, it, he continues to impress. And, and factually speaking, since the Gruden debacle, they've won back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I know the Eagles are bad, but in this one, they looked impressive. Yeah. And they did it. With Josh Jacobs or uh, getting injured in the game, and Darren Waller not playing, and they looked impressive last week too against Denver. They yeah, and and that's the thing. I'm not saying Denver and Philly are good teams, but after the Gruden debacle, they had every excuse to pack it in and just look like shit, and they haven't. Mm-hmm. So hats off to the Raiders. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and like I said, I mean, I, I did want to mention Hunter Renfro, seven catches, fifty eight yards. Foster Moreau did Darren Waller things, you know. Yeah, Ruggs I, finally went under. I that's I didn't want to touch it too bad because I know mm-hmm. he had a bad week at the window. But, yeah, after back-to-back weeks of crushing his over, four catches, 24 yards. Yeah. You know, uh, Edwards got a touchdown, 34 yards and a touchdown. I wouldn't put too much stake in there. Mm-hmm. He He's pretty far down in the pecking order. Yeah. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, like you were just talking about. Um, like with Sam Darnold. Yeah. You could be a great fantasy football quarterback, but you are a bad NFL quarterback. Jalen Hurts and his team knows it. is a bad NFL quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't know what you want me to say. I think at this point, now, when everyone was like, oh, Jalen Hurts, he was ranked ninth for fantasy quarterbacks, and we were saying, well, why is all this talk about Deshaun Watson and all that other stuff? This is why. I mean, yeah. you can't, I mean, is he going to put up 20 points, probably 20, 20-something fantasy points the rest of the way? If you Obviously, this is a fantasy football podcast and stuff like that. So, yeah, keep throwing him out there because he's going to keep getting points. But he doesn't, like... He's the, one of those quarterbacks that that's going to get his own stats, but he doesn't make anyone else around him better. No, nope. and, and that's the thing. They have put some. They invested a draft pick into Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. They passed an early draft pick into Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. They're trying to surround him with talent, and he and another what eighteen of thirty four. Yeah, I mean just over fifty percent. It's not going to get it done. Fantasy wise, he'll get you the numbers, mm-hmm. but his team doesn't believe in him. Enjoy it for this year. Don't buy into him in a dynasty or next I year. I believe when they when somebody had posted it on Twitter, uh, you know, shame on me for not writing the, writing my sources down. But somebody had said somebody was putting up the the picks the 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 numbers up, and he has almost as many points in the fourth quarter in his games as he does in in the other three combined. Yeah. So I mean, you're I just talking it. about. I mean, we're not and we're not talking about Russell Wilson like charging back in the fourth quarter like from a couple of years ago when he would always have those down first halves. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a Seahawks team that, that still won their division. You know, and stuff like that. You're talking about a team that you're talking about a guy that's literally only doing this in garbage time. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and it's I, I, I we already talked about the running back situation there. I don't need to spend too much time on anything else. I say we move on to a game that we can spend a few minutes on and move on again. Tampa Bay thirty eight the Bears three. The only fight that the Bears put up was the punch that Blau Nichols threw. Yep, <laughs> I mean they got, got kicked right out of the game. Right. The best part about that play was he got kicked out of the game. They announced he got kicked out of the game, and he's like lining up on the line. Like you, you watched that game, you were like, "What is this guy doing?" And he's just like, "Like he didn't, did he not get no the menu? big deal?" Like, like, <laughs> like they weren't going to notice. They came him. up like the one ref came up like pat him on the elbow like, "Come on, man." Let's go. And he was like, what? <laughs> it was the only fight the Bears put up. I mean, that's the thing is we talked in the headlines mm-hmm. about Brady, his 600 ball, 
Um, and, and we, you know, we talked about that aspect of it. I got to drink know. when we talk about this game. No, and that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm just saying that was, we talked about the 600, uh, touchdown pass, which nobody's ever done in NFL history. Yeah. And we talk about blah, blah, Nichols throwing a punch. That might be all you need to talk about this game. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame. And I even joked with Walker about the Bears and Beers podcast Usually they break down some plays and talk about this and that and the other thing. They were just venting for 30 minutes, and I can't blame them. Well, that's what, what I do. Every bring... single time we talk previews and reviews with the Bears, all I do is vent. There's nothing to talk about here. Yeah, what do you get? This, this was early, this was over right away. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it. But everyone that uh, everyone that's watched the Joker, the movie Joker, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Every single time when you get to like this is this is me now talking to. The Bears organization, who's who's Robert De Niro at the desk, and it'd be like, when you do stuff like this, you get exactly what you deserve, and this is exactly what they deserve. They deserve to get pounded like this every single time. I we had a group chat with our with people from our fantasy football league, and I remember, and I texted, and I said, I hope they just keep pouring it on. I hope they put up fifty like they did against when Brady played against Tressman yeah. when the Bears were when he was on New England. I'm like, because this. This has got to be. We have to get this to an embarrassing level before somebody actually loses their job for this. And, and that's the thing is, you know, what, what do they talk about in the post? Uh, at the end of last season, they talked about well, after the six game losing streak, they kept the team going, blah blah blah. It, they're finding excuses to keep these guys. Mm-hmm. When you have embarrassments like this on the national stage, you know, I mean, CBS sent their A crew. Yeah, this was Nance and Romo filling time, mm-hmm. and, and I mean. Let me get it out of the way real quick. Brady, he got his four touchdown passes that I said he was going to mm-hmm. get because he wanted that four-finger meme yeah. to turn <laughs> into the positive. I want, where was the meme? I wanted to see him do it at the end of the game. Like, hold up the four and go, you four? Know, four? We, we talked about the 600 touchdown passes. I mean, Evans was a god. Besides giving away Brady's 600 ball, mm-hmm. six catches, 76 yards, three touchdowns. Godwin, eight for 111 and a touchdown. I mean, Fournette, 81 yards rushing and a touchdown. Everybody on Tampa ate, and nobody on the Bears did. Yeah. They, it's it's literally it's literally like the, it's literally like the foster home. Please, sir, I'd <laughs> like some more. I'd like and, some more. No. No. And, and that's the thing. Is we spent so much time in the headlines talking about this game. I don't know that we need to get more in depth about it. There's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, and, and speaking of nothing to talk about, Arizona 31, Houston 5. Hey, Houston got out to a 5 nothing lead. Yeah, good for them. The cards have now covered in five straight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? Houston is not an NFL franchise. Well, I, know hey. the, I know the Lions haven't won a game yet, but after Tyrod Taylor got hurt, Houston doesn't even try. They don't even put up a fight. They, I mean, at least the Lions took the fight to, you know, why aren't the Texans doing that? Why aren't you getting surprised on sidekicks, fake punts, fake field goals, going for it on fourth down? Why aren't they doing that? Yeah. I, I don't. They're horrible and don't try. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think what you see with Houston is is most of the time in most of their games. I mean, like I said, this one they were up five nothing. I think at the end of the first quarter. This is what you see with this Houston team. You have an old, experienced team that comes out there and gives it their all for as long as they can, which is not very long. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the other team. Obviously makes the appropriate changes. They make the uh, cook adjustments, and this game's over. Will Tyrod Taylor bring some kind of energy to the Texans? Maybe. Is it going to make a difference in the long run? No. Absolutely not. No, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I was talking about the possibility of them trading um, their running backs, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I, for Brandon Cook's sake, I hope he gets traded. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he is talented. He's a good receiver that is being absolutely wasted in Houston. I, and I don't know how much we need to talk about this game. Everybody but Rondell Moore ate. Mm-hmm. I, I did want to mention Zach Ertz is the first player since 1970 to score touchdowns for two different teams in consecutive weeks. Yeah, awesome. That was neat, right? Yeah, right. There I mean, you go. Hasn't happened in 51 years. On National Tight End Day. <laughs> On National <laughs> Tight End Day. <laughs> I remember people were talking about it at the Monday Night Football game. It was like, who's going to score the first touchdown? And you, we were all texting back and forth. It was like, probably the tight end. I was like, no, no. National Tight End Day was yesterday. Yeah, I said, yeah you were talking about first touchdown because yes. uh, one of the sites had a special for first touchdown for Kamara. Yeah. I'm like, watch it be Gerald Everett and drop me. You're like, no, no, that was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Nobody cares about the time to get and more. I mean, and it's, honestly, it, do we need to talk about anything else about this game? No. Once Arizona realized that, wait, Houston's trying, mm-hmm. they put them away early and often. I believe we're going to talk about Houston. We'll just do it in the preview in, the, in a couple minutes. Yeah. Houston, you mean Arizona? Arizona, sorry, sorry. Arizona. Yeah, we don't need to. Even if Houston was playing, nobody would know. Houston plays against the Rams now. Oh, talk boy. about murderers row. Oh boy. Um. This game was intriguing. The Sunday Nighter, Indy 30, San Fran 18. Saved my week. And that was an absolute monsoon. Yes. Oh, my God. I I mean, and that's the thing. You were talking the over. Yeah. And I I go with you. I was like, dude, I I asked you twice. First, when they announced T.Y. Hilton was out. Mm -hmm. Then when I saw that it was a monsoon, I'm like, dude, are you sure about this over? You're like, what did I tell you? You said, I have faith. I'm going. If actually speak, you had faith because it was school and it gave me an excuse to look up pictures of Faith Hill. (laughs) But uh, I I, I give you credit. I mean, the fact that they got to 30, there were six fumbles lost in this game. Yeah. Uh, Nobody could hold on to the ball. No. And they they kept, the camera angle kept showing the guy that was responsible for drying the balls. Yes. You know, his only job was to sit there. He's sitting there patting it like it's a baby. He's like, (laughs) that's a good ball. That's a good ball. You've got a pretty mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, so, uh, so. Like, I honestly was looking at this over, and I was like, oh, I might be in trouble. When they were showing how, like, wet everybody was and how wet the field was, and it was, like, Indianapolis with, like, 10 minutes in the second half, in the first half, sorry, 10 minutes in the first half, they have the ball at, like, the 10. Wentz, like, dodges a couple of sacks. He goes <laughs> I know the right, you're talking they, about. They finally get him, and he's going down, and he doesn't even, he tries to, like, throw the ball, like, but it, it slips out of his hand. Right into a defender right in front of him, who I feel like at that point literally stopped for like a split He's couple like, of seconds. It was like, happen? huh? <laughs> that, is that the ball? Did he just think, throw to me? He did that because I picked Indianapolis to win the game outright. Yeah. And I picked the game to go over. So at that point, when he intercepted it, I go, what is this guy doing? When he threw that ball, yeah. and it was, I'm sorry, they even called it a fumble because they said the ball slipped out of his hands before Whatever, he actually threw yeah. it. But at that point, I was like, well, maybe the over will come in. Just take it to the house. And he couldn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. So much rain. It, I mean. It was comical to watch, but it ended was. up being a good game. It was. When somebody you know? had said, somebody was like, oh, there's there's basketball on, or there's this or there's that. I'd rather I'd rather watch you on Netflix or something like that. And I was like, well, you, you're not in the mood for a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know we're running long on time, but there's stuff about this game already to talk about. Taylor got his 107 yards, a rushing touchdown. Um, he did have two fumbles lost, but we talked about it. Everybody fumbled. Yeah. You know, uh, Carson Wentz didn't get over his total of 202, but uh, still had two touchdowns. He had a 23-yard rushing touchdown. Um, he got his. Pittman, 
in the absence of T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. went over 100. Now, a lot of that was on that, that touchdown to put the game yeah. away. But he still had 105 yards and a touchdown. We talked about Allie Cox getting his. From the San Francisco side, I, I, I have a stat and a question for you. Okay. First off, Elijah Mitchell, give him credit. 18 carries, 107 yards. My man. Touchdown. He has been solid, <laughs> yeah. and they're giving him, feeding him carries. Okay. I wanted to point out how good Debo Samuel is, and a lot of people don't realize it because mm-hmm. the Niners aren't flashy and he plays on the West Coast. Debo Samuel, 11 targets, 7 catches, 101 yard, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Now, if you have him on your team or you've been following him, that's not a surprise. His 35% target share on his team is tied for the league league with Devonta Adams. So they look at him early and often, and he's on par target share with Devonta Adams. Pretty that's impressive. That's awesome. It is awesome because Devontae Adams definitely, whenever you see Green Bay, that ball's always going to Devontae right. Adams. But that's the thing is for him to be tied for target share lead with Devontae Adams is pretty impressive. And and on top of that, when, you, when you're talking about it, it's um, like a tale of two different players. Because when you hear um, them talk about Brandon Ayuk and they're like, he's got to play like a starter if he wants to start and all this other stuff. And... With Debo, you don't hear any of that stuff. He's just out there playing. And he's out there falling, and, and, and nobody... That's what I wanted to ask you. Brandon Ayuk, another one-catch, six-yard, you know, um, mm-hmm. obviously nothing going on there. Has there been a bigger disappointment in fantasy football than Brandon Ayuk? <sighs> now, we didn't talk about this before the show, so while you're thinking about it, mm-hmm. let me throw some stuff at you to back mm-hmm. this up. Go ahead. He, was, he had an average draft position of round five. Yep. Has been pretty healthy the whole year, so you can't. Some of the other guys you might think of, uh, you know, the draft around him or higher, mm-hmm. you know, injuries. I mean, you could say Saquon or CMC or whatever, but mm-hmm. they got hurt. Brandon Ayuk has played a seventy-one percent snap share for his team. Was drafted in the average round of five and is wide receiver ninety-four. <laughs> Can you tell me someone who's been a bigger disappointment in fantasy football? Um, no, I no because. I mean, when you're talking about wide receiver 94, that doesn't even justify how few points he actually has. Yeah, that yeah. just goes to show there's only so many I would wide say, like, there have been some people that have disappointed, um, but some of them you, could, you can attest to injuries, um, or, like, even, like, Ridley was off to such a slow start, um, but now he's starting to pick it up, it seems yeah, he like. Missed the, he he had mean, a bye and missed the game in London, yeah. I mean, like, even, like, Miles Gaskins, as much as you could say that he was disappointing, he's still fine. RB17? I would say at this point, the only other person that I would say is just as disappointing as him was another fifth round, was what, projected fifth round pick of Mike Davis. Yeah. I mean, it, besides that, I, at wide receiver, I don't know if there's any more anybody more disappointing than Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I, I'm just brutal. I, I will say, asterisk. Without without having the the issue of injury, right? And that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, nothing you can do about that. Yeah, this might be our longest podcast ever. So let's go ahead and get into the Monday night game, and then let's uh, let's let's get into some other stuff. But, which and the funny thing is, there's just so much to talk about in a minimum slate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Monday nighter, and that's what I joked about with you when I got here. Factually speaking, as we're talking, the World Series is being played, mm-hmm. and that's how far baseball has fallen. The quote-unquote national pastime in America mm-hmm. would not start the World Series, their championship series, against a Week 7 game featuring Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith. <laughs> yes. That's all afraid they are. They won't have their Super Bowl, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. against a regular season game mm-hmm. starring Jameis Winston and Geno Smith. Yes. I mean, and that's the thing. Is let, let's talk about this game. 
13 to 10. You know, I know at least our buddy B, who bet the over. Oops. Oh, yeah. No. Oops. No. Seattle has now gone under in five straight. This might be the first standalone game, like Thursday, Sunday nights, Monday nights. This might be the first game that I just didn't do anything. No, I didn't either. I watched the game, but I made zero bets on the game. And we always talk about standalone games. There was a million boosts. Nothing really struck my I'll, fancy. I'll, hold on. I'll say correct. This is this is the, the only thing I bet on this was the Kamara first, first oh, touchdown. yeah. Which didn't come in because he scored second. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Kamara, he was the star of this game. He had 51 yards rushing, but in the past game, 11 targets, 10 catches, 128 receiving yards, and a touchdown. He is absolutely loving life mm-hmm. without Taysom Hill. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and the funny thing is, not only did he feast receiving, 10 catches, 128 yards, and receiving touchdown, the next player on the Saints had three catches. Yeah. So, he was the whole effing show. I believe Jameis Winston figured out that I just got to keep putting the ball in the best player's hand. Because... Elvin Kamara is by far the best player on that team, and it's not even close. There's nobody else that holds a candle to him. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you're one of those guys that's still holding on to Jameis Winston, why? Yeah. I mean, you survived by him again. He should be dropped by everybody. Mm -hmm. He should not be on a roster. Um, He wasn't very good. Now, factually speaking, he had 222 yards passing, thanks to Elvin Kamara, so he did go over his total. Mm -hmm. Yeah. there isn't a hell of a lot to talk about besides Kamara in this game. Now, it started off good for Seattle. DK Metcalf in an 84-yard touchdown pass, or touchdown reception. You're like, oh, hey, there and we go. And how many catches do you have the rest of the game? At one more catch. Yeah. He finished with two for 96 and a touchdown after having the first drive 84-yard touchdown. Yeah. And, and Geno disappointed again. 12 of 22, 167 and a touchdown. 167. 84 of that was in one play. Yeah. Disappointing. And if you want to keep the disappointing streak going, Alex Collins, who had been good, now he came in hurt, 16 attempts for 35 I will also say that New Orleans' run defense has been actually really good this year. No, it it has. I'm not trying to – I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, unless you had DK Metcalf, I mean, look at Lockett. Mm -hmm. Since Russell Wilson went down, two catches, 12 yards. That was another easy money on the under. Okay, so Tyler Lockett, I will will sum it up as – um, you know how a rainbow has two sides to it? <laughs> if you, you love take, that rainbow if you take Rainbow connection, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. If you take one of them out of the equation, you don't have a rainbow anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say rainbow, I think of Blake to Pickens. Right, yeah, but that's exactly what it is. I mean, no. And guess what? Guess how relevant Blake was without Pickens, and guess how relevant Pickens was without Blake? Yeah, I know. Insignificant. So... I don't believe that with Russell Wilson. I believe Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than than that, and he's. But I say Tyler Lockett without Russell Wilson is nobody special. Yeah, no, and that's yeah, that's the thing is I'm lucky that the league I have Tyler Lockett in. Mm-hmm. I'm stacked and don't need to start him. I feel bad for people that have to start him. Uh, I mean, well, you dra- where you drafted him, you kind of have to start him. You're talking about a guy that was picked in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, with the exception of Brandon Ayuk, who who should who at this point. If you if you have ability to just bail on this guy, let him be let him be a pariah on somebody else's team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, do you want to do waivers or do you want to do Thursday? Well, you know what we we touched on waivers. Let's skip ahead to waivers. Okay. Now I already talked. We already talked about Kenneth Gainwell and uh, Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. I brought up Brandon Bolden. How I think he's really underrated and should be on everybody's roster in PPR leagues. Mm. Um, 
K.J. Osborne, people forget because he was on a bye last week. He's only owned at 8% of leagues in the interest. I had a, I had him on my team for a stretch, but I had to let him go because of bye weeks, and I had to start feeling, feeling a team. Yeah, so, I mean, now that he's survived his bye, any interest or not so much? Yeah, I'd bring him back on. I'd bring him back on. Yeah, I don't I know. Need... We have to negotiate. <laughs> Got to talk to his agent. <laughs> well, I know, I, I know that you're stuck with uh, guys like Alan Lazard and Tim, Tim Patrick. And well, Alan Lazard and Tim Patrick are yeah. not long for my team, so yeah. I would say I'd probably find a spot for him. And, and speaking of somebody who's coming back, Michael Gallup, people forgot because he got injured week one. Factually speaking, he's only owned in 51% of leagues. Hey, so... sitting on my IR, IR. Oh, yeah, no. In, our, in mm-hmm. our league, you have IR spots, and, and rightly so. But just... Put, if you're in your league, put one eye out just to see if he's available. Because mm-hmm. factually speaking, he's only owned in 51% of leagues. A lot of people forgot about him. And there's a lot of action in Dallas as far as the ball moving around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Russell Gage I brought up a little bit about in the Atlanta-Miami mm-hmm. game. Only owned in 10% of leagues. Um, that seems to be a really good offense. And, and you know, you could do worse as a wide receiver three. Yeah, He's only owned in 10% of leagues. Darius Slayton, kind of, he was the last man standing this past week. Yeah, only owned in fifteen percent leagues. Any interest there? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much getting all the targets, the majority of the targets. If anybody's getting the big target share from the Giants, it's Darius Slayton right now with everybody else. Yeah, right. at least until Sterling Shepard comes yeah. back or Tony mm-hmm. or you know whoever. Um, Jamichael Hasty interests me. He's only owned in twelve percent of leagues. I know they're in love with Elijah Mitchell. I feel like in deep competitive leagues. He should be on your roster. Yeah, if you're talking about like a 16 team league or a 12 team league, that you know, yeah, I could see. I, I could mean, see like it, our 12 team league, it's not a standard 12 team league because you've got IR spots deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, if you if you open up the free agents in our 12 team league, there's nothing there. No, it's so it's I feel like, out. like I said, like you know, Walker did a, a really good move when when Montgomery went down. People were picking up Darren Williams. He went out and got Khalil Herbert. Mm-hmm. You know who we didn't talk about the Bears game. He was the only star for the Bears. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the same thing, like when Chubb went down, I went and scooped Dearness Johnson. Like, I, I feel like if you're in a really competitive or deep league, when, when the, when the first guy goes down, you get the third guy. And you know, sometimes you got to have, like I said, I'm rostering Samaj P. Ryan behind Joe Mixon. Well, look at Monster. You know? Monster went down and everyone thought maybe Sermon was going to be the two guy. And here's yeah. the third guy in Elijah Mitchell. That's, yeah. That's I'm been just, taking over I mean, since. there's a lot to go over and, and let, let's get right. I brought up Lazard or whatever. Let's talk about this Thursday night game. It's lost some of its luster. People were the only pe- the only thing you were worried about when it came to Arizona and Houston mm-hmm. was they might be looking ahead to Thursday. Yeah. Well, this game's lost some of its luster. They had a COVID outbreak thanks to their defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and I mean, we, Devonta Adams was put on the COVID list on Monday, so ahead of a Thursday game, he's probably not going to play. Well, how does the defensive yeah. coordinator test positive? And then two wide receivers get put on the list. I mean, Where's the defensive players? I, I mean, and that's the thing is maybe they're not big enough names to make it to Adam Schefter's Twitter feed. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, I'm surprised that all the sites still have this game up. Yeah. Arizona's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, so all the injuries, it, it opened at six. All the injuries only made it go to six-and-a-half. So it's still under the magic number seven. Over under 50-and-a-half. I'm just surprised that now all the props for Green Bay are off, but I'm surprised there's a line. Now, yeah, me too. I mean, your instinct at first would be like, oh, man, Vegas is dumb. i got to scoop the Arizona. There's no way they're not going to win this one with all those injuries. But Aaron Rodgers is still on the field. Mm-hmm. As of this recording, Aaron Rodgers is still healthy enough to play this game. So I feel like every time he's on the field, they have a shot. I would say, <clears throat> and I agree with you, but... If it stays under the magic seven, you know, I think 
it's going to be hard. If Green, if this was at Green Bay, I'd probably be a, a little more positive about it. Um, but being as it's Arizona, Arizona is you know undefeated. Um, they've been you know you know once they get going, it's hard to stop them. I feel like this could be a game where if Arizona gets the ball first and they drive down the field and they score, this game can get out of control real quick. Um, the only thing is, 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 is Rogers going to be able to keep it close? Uh, I think he can, but it's, it's just, it, it's just a war of attrition at this point. If you don't have Devonte Adams and we're not talking about like Tennessee without AJ Brown, um, we're not talking about, you know, um, we're not talking about, you know, teams without, you know, like their, their number one receiver. We're talking about, uh, Devonte Adams who has 35% of the target share for the whole team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're talking, they're not even like He's you the said. Whole they show. weren't running the ball last week, yeah, and they had the lead. Yeah, and they had the lead. I, I just, <clears throat> like I said, I, I, I think it sets up. And like I said, you brought it up. Cards are seven and zero, but the Packers have covered in six straight. So I, I I'm con- I, I feel like to me it's a stay away. Now, did you use your Bet Rivers twenty percent boost uh, on the Cardinals? I did not. Okay. I did not. I used it, but I did not use it on the Cardinals. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we'll save that for the preview show then. Um, I, I I feel like the only thing to mention fantasy wise about this game, like I said, we mentioned Devonta Adams, we mentioned Lazard. I did want to bring up. There's an outside chance that MVS Martel Marquez Valdez-Scandon, yeah, easy for me to say. He's only owned in one percent leagues. Technically, he 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 did some running on Monday. There's a possibility he plays in this game. So stay by your phone. An hour and a half before the uh, the game for winning actives. If he's a surprise active, I think you scoop him right away. Yeah. Well, you're t- if he's a, if he's going to be active, you might as well because um, Randall Cobb isn't a number one. Randall Cobb is your is your slot guy. He's your he's your change of pace receiver. He's not the dominant. Remember when they uh, they let Jordy go and they let and they let uh, and you know and they. Thought, oh, this is where Cobb steps up and stuff like that, and, and he he did nothing. No, since they since they got him back, he's had one good game. Yeah, you know, and, and I guess we can get right into that. Fantasy starts and sits for Green Bay. I, Aaron Rodgers, you start him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, same thing. Yep. Um, I I think there's opportunity. You brought up Cobb. Uh, I'll bring up Tanyan. Any interest in either one of them guys? With only two being on by this week. Uh, a few teams on by. I mean, you only got the Raiders and Ravens on by. It's not by again. Yeah, I mean, it, it would it would have to you would have to really have some bad other matchups or just not having you know somebody else out there. I, I think if your team is that if you have that many issues and you have to start Tanya and Cobb, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, I can't imagine a scenario where you mm-hmm. have to. I'd mm-hmm. say Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. For Arizona, they're interesting. Obviously, Kyler Murray's an auto start, so mm-hmm. is DeAndre Hopkins. But can you say with one hundred percent confidence? Anybody else on that team? I mean, one week it's Kirk, the other week it's AJ Green, Rondell Moore had two good weeks. Uh, Zach Ertz is there now. Yeah, we don't I, know what to make of the running back situation. I think you could start Ertz. I mean, Connor has been doing well um, running the ball the last couple of well, weeks. Well, Connor's, I think Connor's value comes in the touchdowns he scores. Mm-hmm. Edmonds, who's been a, a, a decent fantasy st- flex start in PPR leagues, still hasn't scored this year. I, yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> trust yeah, me, I don't need to remind he's you. He's on my but, team. I mean, like I said, after <clears throat> Kyler and D-Hop, I have some question marks to ask. I, I don't know that I 100% trust anybody else outside the chance that you're in a, in a desperate situation at flex or wide receiver three and you want some action in this game. Mm-hmm. I, 
I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one because I see, I see, I like those receivers. You, you just don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, that's somebody, what I'm saying. Somebody can the the same exact person that you could say he's going to be the guy that has four catches for a hundred something yards and a touchdown. Um, and the other guy is going to be the guy that has two catches for sixteen yards and the flip, and you'll be completely wrong, and you'll be the one eating it. Um, I would say Zach Ertz is startable. Okay. I thought before. Is it just more was, or less the situation that's going on a tight end this year? Or? Yeah, that yeah that does that does go along with it. But I always thought if if Ertz got out of Philadelphia, he was going to be dominant. Wherever yeah, people forget how good he was. He for was a couple years really span. good, yeah. and they just decided they were just going to push him down the depth chart and kind of make him irrelevant. But now he's kind of forcing. He forced Philly to play him, and he was scoring, and he and they traded him, and now they're they're the Arizona's going to get rewarded for it. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know that we need to in depth much much more about this game. Let let's wrap this baby up. We'll uh, talk about our best bets. Yeah, you go ahead because I and, I choked I choked it again. Yeah, when it comes to the, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it was a good week for me in fantasy. I won both my games, mm-hmm. and it was a good week for me at the window. Now for best bets, I went two and one. Um, Tampa Bay minus twelve. I that was easy. There's no way the Bears were gonna compete, and they didn't. Uh, the Atlanta Miami over forty seven and a half. I felt pretty good about that because you're talking two offenses that can move it and two defenses that can't. Now, I did lose to Kansas City minus five. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw this performance coming from Kansas City. And, I mean, I guess if you bet you're used to Kansas City not covering, but to get blown out the way they did, you're, oh, dear God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I also went with KC. And that was probably the kiss of death when we're both looking at the same thing. I always know that we have, like, one with my dad. We have a group messaging with my dad and and, uh, and B. And every single time we bring it up, it's like, man, if we're on the same, if we're all the same on that one, yeah. I, I just, it makes you stay away. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I was one and two. I lost KC. I lost, the, I, I took the Rams. I, I was right with the double-digit spreads 66 percent of the time they went over there was three of them i just happened to pick the one that yeah did and that, i brought that up in our conversation on monday I'm like <clears throat> the concept was right you said because of when you see these massive spreads mm-hmm. and there was three of them that 68 percent your logic was well 68 percent of the time the the match you know and, and that held true yeah you just picked the wrong team yeah because the other two arizona and tampa both covered easily mm-hmm. so i mean the concept was right you just picked the wrong yeah um, but the one that did save me was uh, was was Indy San Francisco over forty two and a half. That did save my week. Well, combine that with the fact that that Indy on the money line. Yes, I mean we talked about your upset special. You're five and two on upset specials, and the beauty about that that's not just five and two. You're talking money lines. Yes. So you're making extra when you bet on the money line. Yeah, you're betting. You you're know. getting. I think. Uh, yeah, you're getting somewhere between. Um, anywhere because some of these games I bet there were there were there were three point spreads. They were a little bit higher even. Um, but yeah, you're getting anywhere from from one tw- plus one twenty to plus one forty to I think we got up to plus one eighty five or something like that when I I bet uh, Philly early in the season um, to beat Atlanta and that one came in and stuff. So yeah, that helped. I hit a uh, I left Kansas City out. Thank goodness. Um, I had a a parlay that I did. It was a sixteen parlay. I only put like ten bucks on it. Won about a hundred. Um, and it involved your Tampa Bay with the spread. Atlanta Miami over which you picked. I took my Indy San Francisco over. I took the Rams money line. I took the Cardinals money line because I just added those for a couple extra bucks. Um and and Indy to win straight up. Yeah, and and see we don't just talk about the best the best bets are the three with highlight. Mm-hmm. But we talk about when you watch when you listen to the preview show, we talk about every game 
I hit on um, Justin Fields over rushing yards. Mm-hmm. It was 19 and a half. I hit on that one. Um, yeah, I hit on uh, Marquise Goodwin over. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. <laughs> yeah, I, you hit that one. Um, I was right about Tyler Lockett's under. Mm. I was right about uh, R.A., mm. the receiver from Carolina. Yeah. Uh, he went way under. I um, Even Corey Davis went under his. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all those props, I, I did I did pretty well on all the props. Overall, it was a good week. Yeah. I uh I, I say the uh, the survivor pool. I told you to pick the Rams or the or the uh, or the Cardinals. Those both came in. Obviously, um, yeah. Then uh, the experiment. Experiment is. Uh, I think you're right. You're starting to believe. I'm starting to believe you now. I will. I will contest that. Early on in the season, Vegas needs a couple of weeks to figure it out. That's why I don't usually bet the first two. You don't know which yeah. teams are showing up. Because, like I said, the one in the experiment, they were the, we were the the fantasy pros were five and one against Vegas. And when they said it was gonna the big discrepancies in the yardage and stuff like that, but let's go over this. Let's go over this week and then we'll go over what what the actual total numbers are for the season. So Teddy B on Thursday that was a loss. Wentz under two hundred three that was a loss. Jimmy G under two a two hundred four that was a loss. And once again with the weather being as that crappy was, yeah. as it was, you, you you made that call on hmm. Friday not knowing there'd be a monsoon yeah. in Santa Clara, California. Yeah. Debo over sixty one that was a win. If Debo's sixty one. You bet him every single week for the rest of the season. Because right now, with how many shares he's getting, with the share, the workload he's getting and stuff like that, he's always going to get over that. Even the one time when I bet it and it did go under, it was like 58. And then the last one was Mixon over 59 and a half and he rushed for 59. Yeah, right on it. It was right on it. I mean, um, so so they were, there was, uh, it was one and four this week. <clears throat> I, I told you, Vegas. Did... Which now puts it for the season at nine and 13. Yep. So Vegas. Once again, the first two weeks, which I I, I will hold on that to to my hypothesis now, is is maybe vague, maybe the draft team, the draft pros, the fantasy pros have it right until Vegas corrects itself because they were yeah, five and one. Week correction, the yeah. first two weeks they were five and one in these drastic changes in in numbers. Since then, four and twelve, they're twelve and Vegas is twelve and four. Yep. I, I tell you, that's why I always tell them, even if you don't want to bet, use it as a guide. Yeah. They get it right more than they get it wrong. I'm just saying, like, at this point, it, it might be time to ride the streak and start riding Vegas when they're, when they're saying, with, with the projections that everybody else is giving. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe you see, like, a big dis- discrepancy where Vegas has it at some big number. You'd be like, well, uh, and, and the draft pros say something different. You just go with Vegas because the draft pros, right, the fantasy pros right now are wrong. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I like to look at the lines on Tuesday <clears throat> and then following them through the whole week. So when you see one that sticks out, you're like, why are they haven't moved that line even though the public's going the other way? Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, what do they know? And then yeah. you go the other way. Mm-hmm. Hey, that That's the best way to go about it. I will say this as far as we, we, we do, we do our, even though we do a lot of gambling talk and stuff like that, we are here for fantasy football. I will say that this was a big week right now because this week you think about it, you're two and four. You get to three and four, and you're within scratching distance. If you lost this week and you push you to two and five or worse than that, I mean, I mean, it's almost over. Yeah, set your lineup and hope to have fun on Sundays. Yeah. So I mean, and that and that's about it. That's you know, we we went over the experiment. We went over all the stuff. We we went over our time. Yeah, even on a week that only had twelve games, we went way over our time. But, but we had what? a lot of fun. And that's the thing is, I, I hope that if you're listening, you have as much fun as we do talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to bring you relative relevant information while also in an entertaining manner. Yeah. And I, I thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. 
Um, we it, it really does mean a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Um, thanks for everyone that's uh, been still coming up with uh, the Twitter stuff and bringing stuff to us uh, through texts and and you know friends and everybody else that's been supportive and stuff like that. We appreciate it. We enjoy doing this. If anything, it's just the two of us that we're talking about fantasy football most of the time anyway. If we got together and talk about gambling, fantasy football, so we're just happy to share it with everybody else. Absolutely. So we'll see you guys on Friday for the preview for this week. And uh, yeah, keep 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 trucking with the fantasy and keep trucking with the uh, with the bets. And and sooner or later we're gonna we're gonna turn everything around. Heck yeah! All right. Stop.